Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. WTIC's Computer Talk with Tab is brought to you by GoNetSpeed, your choice for crazy fast fiber internet. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And that's Dennis Halnon. He's one of the engineers at Tab. He comes me in, comes in and helps me out. With your computer comments, questions, and concerns. I have had a second cup of coffee, too. Uh, so feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Uh, the 9 o'clock hour is usually the easier hour than the 10 o'clock hour. You guys all seem to wake up at 10. I understand. I don't blame you. But uh, we're here for you starting at 9, so let's get online. Also, as usual and customary, we do have some technology news for you. What, what do you got cooking over there, Dennis? Well, um, there's yet another data breach that affected 2.1 million people. Lovely. I mean, old news. Yeah, right. But what makes this story interesting is two different things. Uh, it's a DNA testing firm. Yeah. Um, they had a database on one of their systems that was breached. Mm-hmm. Now. Um, like a 23andMe kind of thing? Uh, yeah, one, mm-hmm. one of those outfits. Or yep. DNA matching service where they take somebody's 23andMe results and bank them and then compare them to something else and link them up. And right. Now, here's the thing. They saved credit card numbers with expiration dates. Unbelievable. And the, the CVV codes. Okay? Amazing. They saved them. Why would you think you're going to be a repeat customer after you've got the DNA result? Well, I need to test it again, I think. Uh, I'm going to pay you again. Why would you save well, those Well, I results? think this is a subscription service, and you can... Oh. You can um, have access to their database. I think that's, I think it's um, like a, it's like a, uh, like a family tree the, kind of thing. Well, access to the aggregate data is what they were selling, I believe. Okay. At any rate, yeah. Um, the problem with all of that is, mm-hmm. according to PCI compliance standards, right, which we know about, yes, uh, they're not allowed to keep that extra information. They can have the credit card number. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're not allowed to keep anything that makes that account identifiable, which would be the expiration date for the card and the CVV code. Hmm. And even if they want to do a repeat, like a monthly billing, mm-hmm. the PCI standard allows for that, but in a different way than just storing those numbers explicitly. Right. And open. And Right. 
And anybody who's programming this kind of thing already knows that. Generally, yeah. Well, they should, yeah. um, if they know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And the last thing is, all of this data was collected up between 2004 and 2012. And my question is, what business reason do you have to even keep that database at all in 2021? Well, because programmers it's, never write the purge function. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they're data pack rats. They want to keep everything. And they're worried that maybe maybe some boss somewhere is going to ask them, hey, we, we need to be able to repeat bill these people. We better keep that data so that we can repeat bill. Yeah. All those credits point those, to work. Those you know, C-level guys don't necessarily know how any of this works, and they right. don't know that the data itself is useless. Right. But now some bad guys have information on 2.1 million people. Mm-hmm. They can probably reverse engineer the expiration date on some of these cards mm-hmm. if they're still active. Mm-hmm. And they can steal. Mm-hmm. And they can also use the information for identity theft, too. We'll put the information out on our yeah. uh, website. You guys can read the story yourself. Um, in other news, this is my one of my favorite ones when it comes down to... Uh, Cryptocurrency, Badger DAO. It's a DeFi. It's defunded. Uh, This is kind of a funny uh, headline here by the register. Defunded as hackers apparently nab millions in crypto tokens. Hmm. So Badger DAO, it's a maker of a decentralized finance DeFi protocol, said on Wednesday that it's investigating reports that millions, millions in user funds have been stolen. Wow. As Badger engineers investigate this, all smart quote-unquote, smart contracts have been paused to prevent further withdrawals, the company wrote in a Twitter post. Our investigation is ongoing, and we will release further information as soon as it's possible. So basically, this is a company that thinks it's probably got $31 million in losses. And basically, what, what happened was they have said that what's going on here is that the bad guys are actually injecting malicious script into their app, into the web-based interface of their app. Good testing on that side, huh? Nice. This is a company that's trying to deal with securing fake money cryptocurrency for you. Oh. <laughs> the malicious script would interact with the injected Web3 provider and intercept any Web3 transactions. When, when, that, when it did that, it would search the API for the user's highest set SETT balance and request approval for that SETT for the hacker's address. And then they ran it for a couple oh. hours and then forced the money into their own accounts, oh. right? $31 million. Now, the funny part of this, this uh, one of the funny part of, of this uh, article is that, of course, this company bought a million dollars in coverage of cyber, security, cyber fraud. Oh, well, that, that helps. Yeah. $30 million they, is outstanding. Right. <laughs> so, you know, this is kind of silly, right, guys? You know, when we talk about FDIC, when, the, when, when, a, when they come and loot the bank, you know, and they come smash and grab through the bank and they come after your money in the bank, you're covered. Right. FDIC insured. Who in their right mind is going to insure fake money cryptocurrency? Well, no they one. got a million well, dollars they, in coverage. I was going to say, they did get a policy from yeah. somebody. $31 million losses so far. We'll put the link uh, here for you. You can read it yourself um, and understand yeah, fools and their money and their fake money are soon parted. Uh, I'm not shedding a tear, um, but you can take a look at it yourself and uh, see what's going on here. But it's a pretty funny story from the from the register. What else you got, Dennis? Oh, what I've got here is a problem over at Microsoft with their Edge browser. A problem? 
a problem. Yeah. It seems that when you buy certain things, mm-hmm. the browser will get its nose into your transaction. In between you yeah. and the merchant. And say, gee, wouldn't you like to pay for that on a time basis? Later. Yes. We'll loan you the Buy money. now, pay later. We will lend it to you. You pay us. Yeah. Uh, apparently, Microsoft has partnered with a third-party service called Zip, mm-hmm. and Zip is offering to uh, allow you to make payments over time instead of just buying something outright. Right. And they, well, from the article that I read from PC Magazine, they they uh, announced this in the middle of November, mm-hmm. which is right before yes, the, the Christmas season. shopping season. Yep. And now people are getting confronted by it. Creepy. And it's very creepy and people are not happy. No. I mean, why would you want your browser? Why is Microsoft's nose involved in whatever you're buying online? You know, I, I even heard I was listening to the radio and they're talking about Adobe was talking about what it knew about people's purchases. It was saying people are purchasing. I'm like, why the heck does Adobe know this? How does what? Adobe know this? Adobe? It was by Adobe. The, all this information was coming in from Adobe. And I'm like, wait a minute, the PDF company? So are they like scraping the data off of my browser to know whether or not I bought a Xbox or not? Well, how would how would Adobe even be getting data out of a browser? They don't, don't make browsers. I don't know what they're doing. But it's the same thing. Microsoft's like... Oh, Dennis, I see you want to buy a tractor, huh? Well, instead of paying for it through your credit card, let us loan you the money. Oh. And who knows what they're going to offer as far as percentage rates, but it's still creepy. Your browser doesn't need to be doing that. Speaking of creepy browsers, Microsoft Edge will now warn users of the dangers of downloading Google Chrome. Danger? Oh my gosh, Will Robinson. Uh, really? Yes. Pop-ups range from straightforward to cheeky. Uh, one calls Chrome so, so 2008 because basically, like I just bought my probably my fifth tab computer system for home, right? Okay. And the first thing I did with my Edge browser was download the Chrome browser. Well, yeah, you and me and <laughs> everybody, you know, 500 million other people. Yeah. So Microsoft has noticed this, and what they're now doing is popping up a browser guilt. They're they're browser shaming you. Browser I mean, shaming. That's a thing now. Yes. Shaming is a thing, period. Anything you say to any any kid that's at all funny, they call it shaming. That's, mm-hmm. a, that's another story. I promise not to talk about my kids. <laughs> but they're browser shaming you. And some of the warnings that come up is Microsoft Edge runs on the same technology as Chrome with the added trust of Microsoft. Oh, yeah. Thanks, Oh, guys. yeah. Trust. Yeah. I hate saving money, said no one ever. Microsoft Edge is the best browser for online shopping. Well, we just told you why it may not be. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that browser is so 2008. Do you know what's new? Microsoft Edge. Well, Microsoft Edge is based on the Chromium system that Chrome put right. out because the old IE was garbage. Right. So they're they're making fun of Chrome because it's so 2008. Right. But what is Edge? It's the same Chromium browser. Yes. I'll put the link up here for you guys. But this is really getting it's just it just reeks of desperation. Um, I mean, the, how much more money does a trillion-dollar company like Microsoft need where they have to get in between you and your purchase and actually offer you financing on the purchase? Whether you wanted them or not, hey, we'll loan you some money. It's just creepy. It's, it's just 
It just feels like you're, I don't know, you're going to a loan shark or something like that. Not that their rates are necessarily going to be high, but I bet you if we look further, they probably are. They probably, yeah. And now they get the browser saying, oh, I see you're downloading Chrome. (laughs) You only want to use me for that? Well, yeah, it's really what we want to use it for. Um, That's right. So we'll put these stories up here for you to review. We have three lines open for you guys. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We are broadcasting live over on the Facebook page over at WTIC's Facebook page. However, we're doing it over a cell phone because we can't seem to get on the in, the Wi-Fi internal here for whatever reason. They made a change. Uh, even the new password doesn't work, and Justin was trying to come to the rescue, but it's not going to happen. Uh, so we'll do our best. It is a little, little choppy out there on the Facebook page. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Get online, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We got two lines open for you. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC are the numbers. But we're going to get right to your calls and do our best to help you out. We're going to go to Stefan in New Britain first. Hey, Stefan, what's up? Uh, me, just barely. Um, <laughs> what can we do well, for you? I, I have a question on something I'm, I'm thinking of buying. Yeah. Uh, it's a Dell Optiplex 7040 tower. All right. Uh, it has uh, an i7-6700 quad-core, up to 4.2 gigahertz, uh, mm-hmm. one terabyte solid-state drive, 16-gig RAM. Nice. Uh, four, four terabyte solid-state. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. N- no more spinning drives. Nope. <laughs> um, it's got 4K UHD, monitored sport, HMDI, DVD, RW, which I need. Yep. Windows 10 Pro, Wi-Fi. The CPU speeds like 6700 up to 3.40 gigahertz. Nice. What the heck is PCI? Three PCI total. Is that slots? Yeah. Yes, those are expansion slots in the back of the computer. Yeah, because I'm probably going to need more RAM than that. Anyways, um... More RAM, but well, RAM is not RAM in those doesn't slots. go into the expansion slots. RAM oh, okay. goes into its own slots. Oh, okay. But the expansion slots would be used for... Well, they'd be used for video cards. Video and... card, oh, a second yeah, well, network it's... adapter, or... Uh, not, not a whole lot these days. Not Yeah, they're not too often used. Um, if you needed, like, a serial connection to a device, you could get a serial I.O. card, a well, few other well, things I'm, like that. Or a I'm capture board. use it for capture. multi-track digital audio recording. Okay. Oh, okay. So you might need a better video. I might need a better audio card in there. Stuff. Right. Or an, a card that's capable of audio capture and everything. Well, okay. Well, uh, anyways, I'm just setting up a basic system first, and then yeah. I'll worry about the expansion. However, there is a concern about this particular model. Okay. Uh, the 7040, um, I was reading online that it, uh, a lot of businesses got it, and they wound up with problems. Yeah, uh, with with that particular model. Now, um, I can't. Can I say who I'm thinking of buying this from? It's a company. Well, it doesn't really matter. It's coming from. It's a Dell machine, it's a, right? So you'd, you'd yes. be getting it from Dell. Yeah, the yes. seller isn't going to make it a lemon computer. No. So. Oh, okay. But I've I've heard that the power supply uh, gives out like once a month from oh. uh, one of the online music forums that I'm on, and, mm-hmm. and he's. He stated that, yeah, it's a great computer, except I had to buy a new power supply every month. And I was wondering if you wow. what happened. We have, well, we've seen that that kind of thing can happen across any maker model 
of yeah. any system, right? It can happen. It can even happen to us um, when we're building systems that the component we might choose uh, has a issue, right? Uh, we've had batches, quote unquote, of bad power supplies or what have you from the manufacturer. Uh, oh. So that can occur to any any manufacturer, any right. company, Re- any time. Remember, Dell isn't manufacturing their own power supplies. They're getting them from a, another oh. manufacturer. Right. So they can only take the word of that company that the you know, power supplies are good. Yeah, and then okay. they assemble them and they slap a Dell logo on it. So, I mean, yeah. the, the, real, the real thing is how they're going to stand behind it, right? Are they going to support and be be there for the machine when we build them? Well, not not Dell. I mean, just this is these are used. Oh. Yeah, these are refurbished. Oh, so you got a 90-day warranty. Uh, yeah, I got a 90-day warranty. Worst-case scenario, you buy another power supply or you maybe add better power protection on the system by a UPS that's going to give you nice clean power and that might help it last longer if it has an issue. What? Uh, UPS, UPS, uninterruptible power supply. Would that, oh, that oh. that'll help Aren't it. Aren't they rather expensive? No. No. Okay. 150 not. bucks. 150 uh, bucks for a 500. Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard of like a tower being monitor finicky? Like mm. it likes this monitor no. versus that monitor? No. Oh, and uh, just before I go, the McAfee getting rid of it off my computer that you guys gave me, I don't know, nine months ago or something like that. Yeah. Uh, it worked. <laughs> Oh, good. We got it off there finally for you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, it, cool. It <laughs> I was trying to get that off my computer like forever, and your link, I clicked on it, I did what it said, and it's gone. Nice. Well, that's good Great. news. Well, I mean, just be careful. Buyer beware on a refurbished unit. You've done your research, so... Well, I, I've done as much research as I'm capable of doing. I'm not a computer nerd. Like how much is it going to cost? 500 Ah, see, so how that's a refurb box that's probably a good three or four years old already for five hundred dollars. Yeah. Now, I would tell you to maybe consider saving up so that you can buy a new one rather than yeah. a refurb one because it's already got a lifespan underneath it. That yeah, I'm I'm trying to keep it under a G. Um, I know. I've heard about the new processors like the i nine. Yeah, the, well, the eleventh like- gen is out there. Is really what you want to look for. 11th gen systems is going to give you the most bang for your dollar. We had a guy yeah. calling about, you know, hey, Costco's got these i5s for like $500, like you said. Uh-huh. It was yeah. a fifth a fifth gen. Fifth CPU. gen. Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's really <laughs> well, old. Well, well, the thing is, is I had to consult the software company before I go buy the computer. Smart. Yes, exactly. Well, yeah, that's the smart thing to do. You know, so I know what it needs, not not minimum requirements, but recommended Correct. requirements mm-hmm. because I'll be playing back tracks of audio. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not into video games or anything like that, but the audio, yep. uh, not a lot of people, by and large, if you looked at like video game consumers versus audio consumers, I mean, audio consumers are almost non-existent compared to video games, but mm-hmm. uh, I need to play back the tracks I've recorded so I can mix them down, so on and so forth. Yep. No, I know what you're doing. Believe it or not, there's a lot of people that do what you do. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. Okay. But uh, so, you're on the right track. You know, you got buyer beware. You know, I think so you've look, done enough research. Look for something newer. I would tell you to look for something newer if you can afford it or save a little bit more money than that Online before you do Best it. Buy or what, what, what's... The, Online, whichever you want to do, or Best Buy, or, or you can go to Staples to try to look at that. But we're running out of time, Stefan. But I would... okay, okay. Thank you guys very much. Yeah, yeah you're welcome, sir. Thank you. Ready? Bye bye. All right, bye bye. So Stefan's going to go buy a system. You guys are going to stick around. Two lines open for you. Eight hundred nine six six WTIC five two two WTIC are the numbers, and we are broadcasting live over at WTIC's Facebook page. We'll be right back.
And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Dennis. And we're here till uh, 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Two lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And we'll do our best to help you out. We're having trouble broadcasting on the Facebook page. Sorry about that. All of our systems can see the new access points in the studio, except for the one we're using to stream. I don't know why. Yes, I'm the geek, and you're saying, why can't you fix it? But both, both Dennis and I looked at it. We don't know why it's not working right now. We don't have enough time to troubleshoot it. Yes, we can fix your issues over a minute and a half, but in here we can't. We, can't. <laughs> we have no idea why that Wi-Fi is not showing up. Uh, but I digress. Let's go to your calls. We're going to go to Paul in Newington first. What's happening, Paul? Hi. I have a question about password managers. Sure. And um, uh, the difference between, like, uh, Apple Keychain as a, a, an Apple manager or Chrome or, or commercial program like 1Password or Dashlane. Yeah, so Chrome I wouldn't use as a password manager. Well, uh, yeah, it's, it, stores, it stores passwords that it picks up that you've used in the browser. Yeah. Apple Keychain is similar it's an app that runs on the computer and it collects up passwords for different things, including uh, network devices that you connect to. Um, but things like uh, 1Password and Dashlane, those are online services that are, are password vaults. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you can store things you know, in their clouds. Right. Or you can use their software and then store them in a vault on a computer that you've got. Um, but those are kind of, they're fundamentally a little bit different than just the password collection um, that Chrome does yeah. or even Keychain on your Mac. I would, I would tell you to go with the password manager if you're going to choose yeah. it. And, and check out Bitwarden. Bitwarden? Um, yeah, it's a open source, pretty good, good password manager. And then if you secure it with something like a Yubico key, mm-hmm. um, you've locked down your passwords pretty good. Oh, yeah. And it'll it'll do a good job for you, and it's free, open source. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, does uh, a program like that, I know I've looked into like uh, 1Password and Dashlane, where they create stronger passwords. Yep. Um, yes. The, the problem now is, uh, you know, when you look at uh, how long it takes to hack passwords, and so they're telling you like to go to 13... 13 Characters. Digits, yeah. characters. Um, yeah, you should use a passphrase, not password anymore. Right. Yeah, you should right. you should always type in computer talk with tab is great okay, as your you password. Like that one? <laughs> Exclamation point. <Yeah>. Uh, <laughs> right. So yeah. that's a pretty good password, I'll tell you. They're yeah. not going to hack it. And if you do everything with the caps and all that, and you have the exclamation point and some numbers. Yeah. Um, uh, but they, you know, they, they they talk about you know using symbols and numbers and yeah, I mean, right. So. The problem is it's getting diff- more and more difficult to keep track of them. And well, not if you use a phrase, Mike. So believe it or not, and you use two-factor authentication. So mm-hmm. let's say you're an Amazon customer. Yep. Amazon is great! Exclamation point. Yes. Seven six five or whatever you want to do. You're you know something to, right. that you that you put in as your password. So if you use the phrase. Now, the only way they're going to get this, if they figure out that you're always using Amazon is great and computer talk, you know, if you start showing a pattern of how you're doing it. But you can create a phrase that is within a pattern that will help you remember if you don't want to use a password manager to just preload. Because the password manager can inject the password for you. Right. Uh, there's add-ons that can sit right there and it'll do that. But a passphrase is pretty hard to hack because they're a right. lot longer. And if you add the two-factor authentication, either with a Yubico key, which is pretty much as secure as it gets, or if you had to use your phone or what have you, mm-hmm. you're pretty you're in pretty good shape. 
Um, and just think about a past phrase these days instead of a password. Believe it or not, you can in many in many instances you can have spaces that mm-hmm. are part of your password as well. So that counts as yes. a as a character. Okay. In, in some systems it won't, right. but in some systems it can. Right. So so you're saying that that uh, uh, using a, a passphrase and a and a two factor um, authentication is it's pretty easy. darn tough. Yeah. An easier way, probably, than going with a password manager. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, a password manager, if you want to get into the configuration of it and have it truly manage your life, uh, but you're putting everything in that box. So yes. you better right. be able to get in that box and if something goes wrong where you forget the password to the password manager. Okay. Right. And remember, there's a difference between managing the passwords that you have and coming up with good passwords for each thing that it's connecting to. Right. If the, man- so, the manager will do it for you, you won't even have to think yeah. about it. It can inject things for you. But right. then again, let's say you're not using the computer that's got the, the, the browser man- helper on there to do right. it. Right. And then you're stuck then you're for stuck. the password. Right. Another thing that you can do to create a good password is to come up with a sentence yeah. and then like the first letter of each word... Um, and you capitalize some of those and maybe substitute a symbol, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you can come up with a sentence and then distill out of that maybe a you know a ten character password, mm-hmm. right. and that can be very difficult to break because there's no way to for somebody to semantically figure it out. Mm-hmm. Somebody can figure out Amazon and then some numbers and a symbol. Correct. But mm-hmm. if you've got a sentence that's just first letter. of you know each yeah. word there's there's no way for anybody to to materially guess that right but could you do could you use the same sentence and then just different different characters uh, correct at the end you could. yes you could also um you could also use that sentence and then append uh a different word for the different things that you're using you can Make your Facebook password that sentence, and then yeah. add like Facebook Zuck. to the end of it. Right, Zuck sucks! <laughs> or Exclamation Zuck point. sucks! And then you know, <laughs> gotcha. however you feel about the product you're logging into, <laughs> you should see my password for my cock service. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's that's the kind of stuff you got to do. Like like, and just think of different ways to create that approach. Mm-hmm. And if you do, like Dennis said, an approach like that, if you if you come up with the Mike approach to passwords, I'm sorry, the Paul approach to passwords, you'll always approach it that way and it'll be easier for you to remember. You know how like Microsoft has that clue, password right. hint? Right. You know? Right. Uh, it'll be already in your head because that's the approach you take all the time. Okay. Well, thank you very much for your advice. I appreciate it. Yeah, good luck, Paul. All right. Thank you. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hopefully someday we won't even need passwords. It'll all be biometric and, uh, yeah. you know, Fingerprint well, slash retina slash face. Well, that's how I log into my computer here. Yeah. It's my face. I flip it open, power it up, it sees me, and I'm in. Right. Boom. Yeah, whether you got a beard, whether you don't have a beard, it should should be it able to It figures it out. Part. I can even stare into it with my head at an angle, and it'll figure that out, People which is think amazing. People weird, but... <laughs> but password managers are good add that second factor guys though that's really yeah. the key and if you can add that yubico key that that piece of hardware that's on your person you could put a password of password you really could do that because <laughs> that second factor that yubico key won't let them in if they have the password or password they can be like oh that guy dennis used a password or password i'm gonna get him <laughs> no you're not no because that Boom. that yubico key has to be touched as you t- as you log in Physically. 
right. and connected to the computer. So you can you can change your password to be super simple if you think about it that way. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's go to, uh, I guess, Mike in Bristol here. Try to get another call in. Hey, Mike. Yes. Uh, I just bought a Black on Black Friday. I bought a brand-new low-end Dell. Okay. It's first time I, it's loaded with Windows 11. Okay. I have old programmed uh, little little things that I used to run on on previous machines uh, with JavaScript. You know, now this is the Microsoft Edge. Uh, it on the old Windows 10, you could select from Internet Explorer yes. or Microsoft Edge. On Windows 11, you can't do that. It, it just open with. And the selection is is Microsoft Edge and, and a few others, but not Internet Explorer. It it reduces that. Anyways, some of the things I have, some of the little programs I have, will not run on the new Windows 11. All these things I used to write in JavaScript. JavaScript. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would make uh, make little files with file system object. It, it, it would do all these things. Read uh, web pages to assemble. Uh, what's being played on an internet radio station all day R- runs on the old uh, XP seven, eight, and ten windows. Right. But, but eleven, I- I've tried. I've-, I've looked. I've been reading for two days. I just got the machine on Wednesday trying to solve it. A- a- any idea? Will I be ever ever be able to run it on on a Windows eleven machine? Yes. <laughs> How? I've gone to trying to uh, uh, enable the JavaScript in the Windows saw in the Edge. That still does not solve the problem. There should be. I'm reading an article as to how to do it. Um, isn't that how ironic? We're trying to figure out how to get IE back on 11. Uh huh. Yes. When it runs these things, it, it still creates a fi- uh, 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 these little files that 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 I, I wanted, but it will not read. With a, if anybody's uh, acquainted with JavaScript, there used to be a, a get, G-E-T, uh, uh, function mm-hmm. where you could get a web page and, and then analyze it and strip some information off it. That is, will not run anymore. It, it's like not the full, not the full Internet, uh, 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 Internet Explorer runs anymore. Hmm. You don't even have a toolbar selection. You can't get a toolbar selection on the on the Internet Explorer emulate. Uh, you have to exp- all right. So you have to enable the Internet Explorer mode in well, Windows Eleven. Oh, you did. Okay. Yes, I did. All right. I'm trying to read and listen to your problem at the same See, time. Otherwise, I'm going to send the machine back. I've got a. I, I could never really go on to. Uh, Windows 11. If I want these things to to run, I'm just going to have to get uh, Windows 10 machines. I know, right? <laughs> so you're having to go backwards. You know or, what? Or let us stay. let us put you on uh, hold for a second, then, Mike, and see what we can find. Okay, because we're we're bucking Microsoft here. Yes, and let's see if we can find an answer for you during the during a quick break. Is that okay? Okay. All right, we're going to put Mike on hold, and this is actually all worn off here. Put Mike on hold. We're going to step out for a quick break. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is a little Gary Ho Ho Hoey for you. Tis the season. And uh, feel free to get online. We have one line open for you. We're back with Mike in Bristol, who is fighting with Microsoft because they took away the old Internet Explorer 
and you can't run your JavaScript anymore the way you want to, correct? Right. So we've done some some research, and we put a link up on computertalkwithtab.com. Microsoft is touting this IE mode in Edge. It, yes. That I talks about it. actually allowing for all this legacy stuff to work better. And Forrester even did a study. It's going to 1.2 million in savings for folks not having to rewrite their legacy stuff. But in your case, it ain't working. Half of it. Half of it. You know, some of this JavaScript seems to be working, but mm-hmm. some things won't. It's, it, and it's primarily what they call a get statement. Yeah. That, that gets a uh, web page, and then you could analyze it. Uh, you know, the, the program analyzes the web page. But no, I, it stalls there. I, I, I simplified things where I see that's what's not happening. Okay. What about trying a different browser to see if your stuff will work besides using Edge? This Windows 11 on this low-end machine, it's a beautiful, low-end, inexpensive $230 machine. Yeah. Uh, uh, But it's in the S mode. Well, you can fix that. Oh, you can disable S mode. I know. I know. Uh, That's true. That's true. That is true. So if it, you can do it in like twenty seconds, yeah, disable the <laughs> disable the S mode mic and try a different browser. Try uh, Chrome to see if it'll work. Try any other third party browser because you're obviously not having success here. I think it's your only option. Everything I've read, Microsoft is saying our Edge is so great for legacy stuff. You're going to save so much money, and you're, you're instantly it doesn't work for you. And Windows ten up Windows ten was fine. I know. Yes, yes. Windows seven was fine. Windows XP was pretty good. See, yeah, it seems that they they threw they they kept part of the Internet Explorer, a good portion, but some things they must have uh, functions they must have threw away. Well, yeah, they re- they rewrote the whole thing in well, Chromium, and that's why it's right. in the Edge browser they, now. They rewrote it so it's not exactly the same code that's executing anymore. Okay, so you're saying just to get out of the S mode now? Now, now with the S mode, you have a Windows Defender in there. Do I have to get Anti, I'll have to get antivirus. No, no, you get no. anti, you get Windows Defender still. Defender will still run either way, mm-hmm. even w- if it goes back to uh, regular home home mode. Yes, uh, yeah, uh, okay. Yes, the only way that S mode makes you more secure is that it prevents you from being able to uh, install or run external, you know, out of Windows Market code. I um, see. But right, right. other like, than that, the uh, the Windows Defender is still going to run. It's still going to run, yeah. even, even if I, I, I come out of that into the, yeah. I guess it's the home mode, uh, yeah. it would be. Yep. Okay, uh, that's that's what I'll have to try. Go ahead, Mike. you got nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you? Well, but I fight with Microsoft. I on this and reading up on everything, and, and I am computer Saturday. First time I was on a machine a computer was in 1973 when I was 18 years old. A freshman at CCSU. Back then, it was <laughs> called CCSC. Uh, uh-huh. Mr. Cordona was my student at one time. Uh, uh, I was a, a physics adjunct uh, uh, teacher there, and uh, yes. Mr. Cardona, the Secretary of Education. Oh, 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 yes. I, I, I knew he was somebody special, but back then, very good. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank well, you. Yeah. Good luck, Mike. I'll give that a try. Thank right. you very yeah. much. Bye bye. Right. All right. So he's got some experience. <laughs> yeah. Say. All right. Let's go to uh, Nancy in Mansfield next. What's going on, Nancy? Well, I got a new iPad, mm-hmm. and um, I can't get it to connect to my Wi-Fi, and that's not exactly true. I can sign into my Wi-Fi, but 
my I can't get to my home page on my Wi-Fi uh, Netgear uh-huh. to make some adjustments because at some point in time I was worried that somebody was tapping my Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. So I put a limit on it and I said no new devices. Oh, interesting. Oh, okay. and now you can't get into it to turn that off. Thank you, but I can't. You know, I, for years in in June of this year, I signed in at routerlogin.net. Okay. And I put admin, and I changed the password. What did you change it to? Um, well, one of mine. Oh, okay. Uh, um, I mean, I didn't. I didn't just use password, which no. is what they had. Before. What did you use? Do you really want it? Yeah. Oh, okay. I did black. Oh, stop. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm not. So anyhow, oh. I changed it to my own password. Good, good, good. But um, now I can't get to that homepage. Right. And I'm finding that other people are in the same boat. But if you can get to any kind of a login for Netgear, they want you to put your credit card number in. What? Yeah, I'm not paying. Them. Wow. No. You want to you log into your local router IP address, which is probably 192.168.1.1. Have you tried that? What, no, what, 192.168.1.1. Yeah. If you put that in your browser, you should get the local router rather than going out to the cloud and back to your router, which is their back-end interface they're trying to get you to use and why they use a credit card. I mean, gosh, these companies are just gross. Um, just go ahead and connect in directly to the IP address. Okay. Right. And it should give you the admin and the password that you were going to tell us. <laughs> right. and, I mean, it's, it knows my password because I actually was able to, um, you know, to, to activate Wi-Fi on my iPad yeah. using yeah. the password. Of course, that didn't come easy, but I did. Yeah. So, and, well, and, all, and I don't use it for a lot. I use it for my Kindle, my Roku, my, yeah. Alec, my Lexus. But Nancy, my your, your, your password for your router should be different than your SSID password. It sounds like you've made them the same. So when I want to access my router, my password is a different password than if I use for the SSIDs that allow for the Wi-Fi access. Those are two different passwords. Does that make sense? Well, I can see that there's two different things, but I just have always, I mean, they, it came with nothing. So I, Right. You so know. you use the same password for your SSID. Yeah. So okay. if I was a guest to your house, I'd have access to your router because you give me the password. Okay. Now, only you and I know this right now. Just yes. the two of us talking. And Dennis. Dennis listens, too. Um, <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not a good idea to make your router password the same as your SSID password. They should be two different things. Okay. So right. can well, you I get can, in? I mean, I can change it. I don't mind changing yeah. the passwords. Uh, but, I mean, it, it knows who I am, but yes. it won't let me. So when I try to access the Internet, it says, whoa, locked out, locked out. Right. right. <laughs> you get to log into the router and expand it a bit. And that way your device will be able to get online better. All right. So you think if I put in 192.168.1.1. In my regular, in my search browser. Yep. You should get, you should get a Netgear login. Also, you might want to, if that doesn't work, try 192.168.0.1. Because some Netgear routers have that as the default scheme. Oh, All right, Nancy. All right. And we're going to be here till 11. Okay, well, I, I'm going to go over on the computer and try it. This whole thing has been so frustrating. Well, I had a feeling. Oh, we'll we be hear here. you. <laughs> well, and I have, um, and of course, I bought this iPad in August, and it took me all this time to get Verizon to liven it up for me. And, oh. And it still doesn't work, so oh, yeah. <laughs> not a happy We'll get you there, Nance. All right, thank you. I'll call back if I need to. All right, we'll be here. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.